The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Victor Gindi, Hashem Yishmeru V'chayehu, for continued Hatzlacha in all his uh, endeavors, continued success, Biri'ut, health, happiness, and all good things. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in Rishmat Abraham ben Esther. Today's daf is being studied in the Fuash of Imam, Yosef ben Sarah. We are studying today's daf on Samech Amud Sheni, starting the sixth parak of Masechet Kedubot, starting with the Mishnah. Should be noted that there is a little mahluk here amongst the Rishonim in the order of the Perakim in Masechet Kedubot. Tosfot, by the way, points out that Bekunteras. Which means we just finished my Perek Afalpi. In the Shiz Gemara, he had the Perek called Hamadir, which is the next Perek. And um, uh, Tosfot had uh, this Perek. So therefore, just to know that there's some uh, discrepancy in the order of exactly of the uh, Perakim, uh, what was supposed to come right after this uh, chapter. In any event, our chapter begins. Mitsiata Isha. Okay, a lady finds a lost object. This is going to discuss all the items that the lady uh, uh, has that goes to the husband. So it says, Mitsiata Isha, her lost object. She finds an object, I should say. Umasiadea, her work. The Ba'ala. That goes to the husband. Like we learned uh, previously. Virushata. Okay, and her Yirusha. Now what does this mean, Yirusha? So that she says, Imnaftala Yirusha. If let's say she gets Yirusha, let's say from her side. Right? Our grandfather is Yoresh Arei, a property or something like that. So the deen of the Mishnah is, Hu ochel perot So the property belongs to her, but the husband gets to eat the fruit during her life. Then when she dies, he takes the whole uh, property. That's one way of learning virushata. Uh, that if she inherited something during the marriage, that item remains by her, but the husband eats perot. That she gives an alternate interpretation. That viyorsha, simple. If um, uh, if she dies, he is Yoresha. In regular case, if, if uh, she has assets, uh, when she came into the marriage, when she dies, the husband is Yoresha. The husband gets a couple of things. He gets Mitziata, he gets Ma'asiyadeha, um, and the Yoresha. In the event that she dies, so he, she gets the... Uh, is a, a different law that says that during the lifetime, on her assets, he eats the perot, he eats the fruit. Boshta upegamashela. Okay, let's say she was uh, damaged by somebody, and uh, she was embarrassed, and uh, she was, let's say, uh, there was a pigama, so her, her value was devaluated, so it was the price that has to be paid, according to the laws of damages. So it says, who gets the boshit and the pigam payment? Who gets that money? So the Mishnah says, boshta u pigama shela. Okay, she gets it. The biuda it depends. Let's say the damage was internal. Not on the face, let's say, you know, internal, in a covered up spot. La shne halakim velo echad. 
So then you divvy it up, she gets two-thirds of the payment, and he gets one-third of the payment. However, when it's and it's revealed, for example, the damage is on her face. Now already he's embarrassed. He called, he has Sa'an now, that's what he did to his wife. So therefore it says, Lo halakim. He gets two-thirds of the payment. Vela ehad. Okay, that's a machloket over here amongst Lishonim. Are we talking about, when we talk about the payments, are we talking about just the Pagan payment, or are we talking about the Boshet of the Pagan payment? Which means, most of the Lishonim learn that it's talking about both payments. Which means, when the uh, Pagan and the Boshet, it's a visible uh, uh, damage. So therefore, he gets two-thirds of both payments, and she gets only one-third. And the Mishnah says, Shelo yinaten miyat. Well, his payment, he gets right away. Meaning, whatever the cash he gets towards the bush and the pegam, that's given to him uh, immediately, and uh, it's his. However, the shela, the one third, let's say, or the two thirds, depending what the case is, that's going to her, yilakach bahem karka. The rule is they buy karka with it, vu ochel perot. So he doesn't get the item right away. He won't get the item until she dies, let's say, to get the full payment, but he'll get perot at least in the, in the, in the present. Okay, which means even her payment, she just gets karka, but he gets the uh, he gets the perot. Okay. Now comes the Mishnah. Comes the Gemara and says, "Mike Mashmalan, what, what are you teaching me? What's the tradition of Mishnah?" Tanina, we learned already in the Bright. Father has certain rights by his daughter. What's the rights? Well, bekedushia. For example, he has the rights to marry her off. Bekesef, he can accept the kesef. Bishtar, he can marry his wife or daughter off with a star with a document. Ubiyah, mean he can give his daughter over to biyah to whoever he wants. The father gets the daughter's objects that she finds. Also gets her work. The father also has the ability to nullify his daughter's vows. He can also receive her get. Well, that's one stringency that a father cannot do. Which means, let's say the girl uh, inherits, let's say. The law is that she uh, owns the property and the father cannot eat perot during uh, the uh, daughter's life. So now the Gemara comes along and says, that what? Uh, now she gets married, this girl. The husband has more rights than even the father had. Why? Because the, the father now, the husband I should say, gets to eat perot behaya, but she has assets, he enjoys perot. So you see right here, the husband, they gave him even more rights. Everything that the father had, plus... But what do you see over here? We know already from a clear statement that the uh, uh, husband gets the mitzi'ah. So what do you need a mishnah to tell me that the husband gets the mitzi'ah and the ma'asiyadeh and all that? Uh, we know this already. We, we, we learned this already. So comes the Gemara and says, The Hadush is on the boshet and the pegam. We need to tell you that the Bosh and the Pegam and the Mahloket between the Biuda and Rabbanan. That part of the Mishnah is right. The first part, Mitziyata, Ma'asiyadeya, Yirusha. We know that stuff already. It's all a lead up to the main case of the Mishnah. The main case of the Mishnah is what? Boshta u Pegama. And the Hadush tell me what? That it's Mahloket between the Biuda, Ben Betera, and Hakamim. When Hakamim came along and said what? Boshta u Pegama, Shela. What well, does no, 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 no. The husband gets the bush to pick up. Tosfot over has a question. Tosfot says, "What are you telling me over here that the mahloket in bush ta'u is the hadush? Just tell me bush ta'u which means the 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 the, 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 the law itself is hadush. 
What do you have to go to the extra step and say that it's a ma'luk between Rabbi Yehuda bin Betera and Rabbanan? So Tosfot comes along and says, no, no. The Rabbanan's uh, statement is really not pertinent to our Mishnah. Because mm-hmm. the Rabbanan's statement says she gets the bullshit of the Begam. Our Mishnah is not going in that direction. Our Mishnah is discussing stuff that the husband gets. Betsi'ah the husband gets, Masi'ah the husband gets, Yerushah the husband gets. So the Ikar Hidush over here is Rabbi Yudab and Betera's statement. That this is another item that the husband gets. The Bosh to Pegam. That's what the Gemara has to The Gemara cannot just say Bosh to Pegam. It has to say, no, the Bosh to Pegam, the Mahloket of Rabbanan Rabbi Yudab and Be'ikar Rabbi Yudab's opinion. That there's an opinion that says that that's another item that the husband uh, enjoys. Because if it was just a Rabbanan, that wouldn't be, uh, that's not the Hidush of Mishnah. And then, uh, Amishnah is discussing Baal items. So the Hidush, that this word comes out and says, the Hidush is that this is another item that the Baal gets. Alibadehu, Alibadeh, Rabbi Yudabi Betera. Good. Comes the Quran says, Tani, Tanakame de Rabbah. Okay, we have a bright time, we said it for the Rabbah. Mitsiata Isha le Atzma. Oh. We have a Shita that says, she keeps her objects. She found an object, she keeps it. Rabbi Akiva Omer, the Baala. Oh, so Rabbi Akiva says like he's the author of Mishnah. So Rabbi Akiva is saying over here in this bright that what the Baal keeps the lost objects. So comes the Gemara and says, Hashta uma ha'adafa de ma'asiyadeha he amar Rabbi Akiva le'atzma, which means when it came to the ma'asiyadeha, which means the mezonot. The extra mezonot, actually, the motar. Which, let's say, she made more than her uh, quota that she has to give the husband. The biakiva holds that that extra really belongs to her. Which is, that's her work that she does. Ma'asiyadeh, normally ma'asiyadeh, who's ma'asiyadeh belong to? Ma'asiyadeh goes to the husband. And still, the biakiva said, the extra ma'asiyadeh belongs to the lady. Mitsiata loko shekin. Uh, although more so we should give her the mitzi'ah, which is the biyakiva. You're saying her mitzi'ah goes to the husband. Why? You hold, you hold that even ma'asiyah dayim, which we have a law that says goes to the husband. Right? That's the law. He, he gives her mizonot and she gets ma'asiyah dayim. Yeah. I'm sorry. She gets mizonot and he gets ma'asiyah dayim. And still you said what? That the motar ma'asiyah stays by the wife. So mitziata, which means an item that the husband has rights to, you're letting the wife uh, uh, keep. So kotsheken mitziata, when it don't take an hour from the husband, so certainly she should keep it. Now how do you know, according to the Akiva, that, ma, that motar ma'asiyadeh belongs to her? So Gabbara is going to prove that. Litnan, we have a Mishnah, we saw this Mishnah earlier. Guy comes along and says, Kunnam, she'ani ose leficha. She comes along and she says, uh, whatever I am working, all my uh, work is kunam. I'm forbidding it to you. And the whole lady made such a uh, all my ma'asiyadaim, right? All my work and all that, I'm forbidding it to the husband. So we had a, a couple of machlokets over here. Eno sarich lafir. Tanakama says the husband pay no attention to such a neder. The neder is not hal. Because it's not her items to forbid. Yeah. All those items are the husband's. Could somebody forbid somebody else's items? <laughs> That's the first she says in the third line. 
Right? All those items are are, uh, are subjugated to the husband. Even if she makes more than ma'asiyadayim, so she has the 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 motar. Even the motar belongs to the husband. So therefore, there's nothing to make kafirah the dream. The nether is not hal. Rabbi Akiva Omer Yafir. Rabbi Akiva said, the husband, be worried about this. Make kafirah why? Shemet ta'adif alav yotir mena ra'uilo. Oh, because maybe she's going to make more than the allotted number. And that really belongs to her. And therefore, she wants to forbid that to you. Well, that's in her domain to do that. Also, what do you see according to Rabbi uh, Akiva? That motar ma'asayadeha belongs to her. Okay, once we establish that, let's review the question. If you're telling me that motar ma'asayadeha, which is ma'asayadeha, is an item that the rabbis gave to the husband. And still you tell me by the motar, by the extra, let the lady keep it. So mitzi'ah, certainly the lady should keep it. Which is even item that the husband has rights to. You're giving it to the lady. And certainly we should say, mitzi'ah. Okay, you're right, you know what? Ela ipuch. Switch the sheet on around. And read it like this. Mitzi'ah ta'isha leba'ala. Rabbi Akiva omer le'asma. Put Rabbi Akiva, make him consistent. Just like he, she keeps motar ma'asiyadeha, she also keeps the mitzi'ah. The Gemara says, hold it. When Ravin came from Eretz Yisrael, Amar Yohanan, he said in the name of Rabbi Yohanan, oh, Now we learn about two different types of ha'adafas. The first time we're seeing this hiluk. There's ha'adafa. Shelo al which means there's certain uh, ladies that are energetic and they're uh, expert in making doing melacha, and these ladies over here, it's easy for them to make uh, extra money. We call that ha'adafa shelo al That's ha'adafa uh, that comes easy. Everybody agrees that if the money comes easy to her. That goes to the husband. That's no machloket, by the way. Kipeligi, where is the machloket? Where she's working extra hard to make that extra money. Oh, Tarakama Sava le Bala. Tarakama Sava, I don't care if she worked extra hard. That goes to the husband. Since she worked extra hard for it and all that, so therefore it's hard. Now, the Gemara says. Uh, so now the question is like this. We would assume that a mitzi'ah, right? mitzi'ah is effortless. Mitzi'ah would be more compared to ha'adafah shelo al yedeh adahak. Correct? How do you find a mitzi'ah? You walk in the street, you find a mitzi'ah. Is there any effort to find a mitzi'ah? So therefore, if you're comparing motar ma'asiyadeh and mitzi'ah, well, we have a rule when it comes to motar ma'asiyadeh. Motar ma'asiyadeh that came easy, everybody says it goes to the husband. Oh, so if that's the case, this should not be a mahluk by mitzi'ah between the biyakiva and the hakamin. Everybody should say that the mitzi'ah comes easy, should go to the husband. Why are you telling me it's a mahluk over here? So the Gemara says, Amar papa mitzi'ata ke ha'adafa she'al yedeh ad-haq No. Mitzi'ah is actually like ha'adafa. That's that's hard. That's hard to come by. Why? Well, 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 since when is the mitzi'ah hard to come by? So that she tells us. 
Derov mitziot, most of the items that a person finds, Sarik lahazur ahalehim. You have to go look for them. Kegon, dagim shinisharubi abasha. Talking about people that are aggressive uh, with their mitziot. They got to go to the lake. They're looking for uh, fish that may be uh, washed up on the shore. So now you're looking for, uh, or, svi shavur, you're looking for, uh, you know, a, a deer that broke his leg. So she's looking for these mitziot. These people are looking for treasures in the ground. So they're looking for the treasures. They got to make a It's not so simple. Not too many people are just stumbling upon a lost object. Look at people that are looking. Oh, so once already you say that, so that's already mahlukit between. The Gemara says, So therefore, it is mahlukit between the Biakima and Rabbanan. And we're talking about over here the not the um, regular easy mitziah. You're right. If it was just a regular easy mitziah, could be everybody would say. Give that to the husband, even uh, the Biakiva. When is the Biakiva coming along and saying that she keeps it? That's talking about the Mitzia al Yedea Daha, because that's indeed a mahluk between Rabbi Akiva and Tarakamal Gabe, Motar Maasi Adeha al Yedea Daha. Would you want she has to work extra for the extra amount? Rabbi Akiva comes along and says, that's hers. Also, just like she, Rabbi Akiva says that is her work that she toiled for is uh, hers, meaning when it was toiled, so to the Mitzi'ah that she toils for is indeed hers. That's the Mahloket. Comes again when I says, Ba'ira Papa. Ba'ira Papa has a What's the question? Let's say she's able to do two chores at the same time and make double money. Let's say, ladies, even more talented. You can do three or four jobs okay. at the same time. Now, let's see exactly what the case is talking about. Look at that sheet. She's watching uh, cucumbers. She's a cucumber field watcher. It's a job. And at the same time, she's watching the field. She's also uh, weaving. And at the same time, she's teaching the ladies song. So she's doing three jobs at the same time. It's getting paid for all three uh, items. And at the same time, she's uh, warming eggs in her uh, in her uh, pocket to, 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 to warm the eggs to, 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 so they can hatch. Uh, or she's raising uh, silkworms. She wants to create the uh, She's doing four items simultaneously. Is that considered dahak or not? Do you say, well, it's not idea dahak. She's really doing nothing. She's sitting there. She's just she's doing four things at the same time. It's easy. What do you say? No, she's doing four items at the same time. That's uh, she's working. So they go, what I want to know. Is that considered idea dahak? That's going to fall into the category of the mahal between the biakiva and tarakama. Uh, if it's considered idea dahak. So then already uh, you have the machloket. Uh, if it's no idea dahak, then everybody will say it just goes to the husband. What? It's not so hard. It's not so. She's just, she's each, just sitting there doing four things simultaneously. Not, to, not But we understand exertion meaning she has a job over there. She has a job over there. She's got to get money from there. That's the Torah. Here she's just sitting in one spot and she's able to do uh, four things. So do you say, well, it's no Torah like about that? Or you say, well, she's doing four things at the same time. That's a, that's a, that's a Torah. That, that's the that, that's the shirah that about. Continues boshta pegamah. So what did we learn in the Mishnah? We said that the boshit and the pegam. So he's had a mahlokah. Tanakamah said, Bosh the Pegam goes to who? Goes to the, uh, goes to the wife. 
That's Tarakama. However, the Biudam Betarak came along and says, no, 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 no. Bosh Tepegam really goes to the husband. It depends. If it's Baseter, then he gets only one third. If it's Bagalui, then he gets two thirds. It seems the Busha is more, you know, the husband's Busha is more when uh, it's revealed uh, on his wife, when it's exposed. So comes the Gemara and says, Matif Larabab Hanan. The Gemara is saying, well, the wife got embarrassed. And you're giving the money to the husband. So now already, Gabbara wants to analyze it. How far do you take this uh, principle over there? Which means she got the busha, and he's getting the uh, money. So you want to say, A guy comes along, and he's mevayesh somebody else's horse. Which means, however he was mevayesh the horse, Which is, you want to come now and say, that you have to give the owner boshet? Which means the Gemara is assuming, just like uh, here the case, the guy went and embarrassed the lady. So now he has to pay the, the husband. So why, why, how far you want to go now? The guy has a horse. So you go to his asset, and you embarrass the asset somehow. Now you want to come along and say, well, uh, the Adon, you got to give the money to the, uh, to the Adon. So it comes the Gemara's way, wait, a little different here. The Sus bad Boshetu? What are you talking about? The Sus, you can't embarrass a horse. Which means that the embarrassment would be a guy goes and he has one of his horses and something like that, and the guy goes and he smacks the horse. So it's a busha to the, uh, to the, in front of me you go and you do that to my. Uh, so he goes, but that's, that's not a busha. You don't call busha by the lady lefachot. She has a busha. So that's not a fair uh, analogy. The boss is fine. Okay, give a different case. Let's say a guy goes. Um, you don't spit on the guy himself. You spit on the guy's clothes. Okay, it doesn't hit him. It hits his clothes. Again, tell me you have to give him boshet, which means you, you, you embarrassed one of his assets, the keli, like you spit on the clothes. Now you're going to tell me what? You have to give the, the, the guys, uh, they, have to, they have to compensate him for boshet again. They give us a simple question that, we, you embarrass the lady here. So what, how does the husband get uh, the portion over here? So you tell me, it's like a guy embarrasses the horse. A uh, horse is not bad uh, bullshit. Okay, so maybe it's the top up. You, you want to spit on somebody's garment. Oh, so you spit on my garment. You have to, have to, have to pay, the, uh, pay the owner. So he goes, Maybe it's over yeah. You spit on the guy's garment. Maybe you have to pay him for bullshit. That guy spit. And he spit, um, reached him, meaning the spit landed on him. Or the guy himself. You went and you took the head covering off a lady. It's embarrassing. You took her, uh, her safe off. Or you rip somebody's talit off them. Okay, you have to compensate them for bullshit. For 400 Zeus. When the spit actually hit him. You're not obligated to paint bullshit if the spit landed on the, uh, the begging. So comes the Gemara and says, let le ziluta. Hey, that's the difference, which means when a guy's garment gets spat on, it's not uh, uh, a ziluta, it's not a, a, an embarrassment or, or a derision to the guy. Ishto it le ziluta. But uh, when somebody embarrasses his wife and damages his wife, so that's a derision, it's embarrassment to the guy himself. So Amar le Ravina le Ravashe elameata. So I'll go a little further now. Biyesh ani bin tovim. Let's say a guy went, he embarrassed a poor guy, the son of Hashuf people. You have a Hashuf family, let's say, right? So one of their uh, children, ani, who they feel obligated to, that they only have to take care of him because he's ani, you know, he's not uh, self-sufficient. So they embarrassed him. 
דאית לאו זלותה לכולו בן המשפחה. The whole family was embarrassed over one of our, you know, we're a prestigious family, and uh, you, you affected our prestige. Now what, you want to go start giving out uh, The one guy said, hey, you embarrassed me You did that to my son Hey, I was embarrassed the other day. Now what, anybody that has a certain embarrassment By somebody else's mushah They can collect uh, money Here's the key Over there, the family is not considered An extension of the, of the goof of the person However, hacha ishto gufei habayi, which is which is really the 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 musar over here. The Gemara is saying that the wife is considered you, and therefore her busha is your busha. So then, we, you, when when she got embarrassed, you can't say, "Well, what's got to do with you? What's got to do with me? I'm embarrassed." The embarrassment is it's it's one it's one busha. So therefore, you can't compare it to a case of Ani ben Tovim that got embarrassed, and now the father comes along and says, "Hey, you embarrassed my son. I want to get compensated. I was walking in the street, and you know, I'm, I'm all embarrassed now. What you did to my kid? That's not. It's, that's, you're not as close. It's not the same. It's talking before. That's already a, 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 a different level." So the Gemara is concluding that what that the bullshit does go to the because he also has to suffer. He has sad as well. He does have sad. Okay, now we start the next Mishnah. Haposik ma'ot v'hatano. Okay, let's go first case. First case is the easy case in the Mishnah. A guy, let's say, he uh, decided he's going to give certain money to his son-in-law. Then he got engaged, whatever it is. So he's going to, well, in the dunya, whatever it is, I'm going to give him a certain amount of money. Now what happened? V'met hatano. Now the hatan died. So now the hatan's brother is fulfilling Yibum. So the, the Avam comes along to the father-in-law and says, I want that money. The money that you were giving uh, my brother, I'll take. I'm the new guy. Amru Hakamim, Yachol Hushi Yomar. The father-in-law can say, listen, I was giving the money to your brother. You, I don't want to give to him. He's not, don't, think he's, don't, think, don't think it's an automatic that the Abam picks up the uh, the the nedunya of uh, thing, Brother. right? That that's what the father will tell him. The father said, "Listen, the other guy, I want them to marry you. Uh, make a haditha. I'm not interested. I didn't uh, you know, pay for you. That's what that she says. You see that she says even further. She says, Yachodu shiomada, or halitz or yibim, which means he'll tell the other guys, you want to make a haditha, make a haditha, you want to make yibum, make yibum. I'm not giving you anything. Valachiv." Which means here when he made the deal with the first guy, he's going to come along and say, "Listen, either give me the money, or I'm not going to consummate the marriage. I'll wait till my hair turns white." Which means he has a claim. You gave it to me. Therefore, I, he can hold him up, and therefore the father, because he committed to him. But the the the, 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 the Avam, I didn't commit to you. Therefore, he can say, "Make you will make alitza. Don't uh, you know? Not uh, you can't hold us up because uh, I didn't make the uh, commitment." That's what is saying. It's not automatically transferred to the Yavam. Okay, now we go to the next deal. It's the monetary law uh, of the Mishnah. Very interesting law. Pascal Achnisto Elif Dinar. This is the first law of the Mishnah of, of monetary now. She, let's say, committed, I'm going to bring in a thousand dinar into the marriage. And what's a thousand dinar for? He can use it for investment, to use it to, to buy, to sell. He's giving, she, she's giving him capital. Capital to use. Elif dinar. Hu posek kenegdan hamesh esle So those like this. In the Ketubah, he writes that he's going to obligate her back in the event of uh, divorce and things like that. 
15 mana, which is actually 1,500 dinar. Each mana is 100 dinar. Okay? Now, which means what? He adds 30%. It's really 50%, but at the end, 1,500, you look at the whole total number, he added it's a 30% uh, 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 from the 1,000, he added to the, uh, to, to the situation. Why? That's like a, a fee that he's paying for usage. It's not an interest. No, it's not an interest. Because I'll tell you why it's not interest. Because if they get divorced tomorrow, he's still got to give them $1,500. It's not for time. Interest is a yan where you're giving me for a certain amount of time. Even if there's no time. Even if you get divorced that afternoon, finish. You've got to give her $1,500. So therefore, the dean is what? You give me a 1000 I can make a lot of money. So you have to pay a certain uh, 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 fee for that, uh, for that. Look at that sheet. As she says, uh, look at that sheet. Who posse kenegdan tevav mane? Shlish yoter. Right, which is a third more. Right? He got a thousand, he puts fifteen hundred. Yikablem alav lechtob ketubata. Levat tosefet shumosif. Which you've decided tosefet ketubata and all the other numbers that he adds. Lefish mistaker bem elef dinar. Hen asad amane. Which means elef dinar is ten mane. So fifteen uh, mane. Is fifteen hundred dinar, and that's uh, that, that's that's the dinar. That, that's when the when it's cash. Now the Mishnah discusses when it's uh, metal to the next case. Uchneged hashum sumo means an evaluation. Uh, she brings in, for example, a couch or uh, some type of uh, asset of some sort of. So what they do is they make a what's called a shuma. They appraisal. When does he pay the money the first time? In the, just like when he, whenever he pays the ketubah, at the end. Now, when he divorces out, he dies, so he committed, I'm going to give you that 1500 Now, Any money that he's giving her, where it's her, his money to use to spend, she's giving him cash, he has to add, she brings it to the marriage for him to use, correct. If he has the ability to use it to spend it, to make investments, stuff like that, he's got to put back, uh, 30%. So now the Gemara says, he has to. He has to. He's saying the Mishnah is saying it's a deen. He's got to give her that compensation because she's giving her and doing her favor. Hashum, unless she's giving him a matana. If she's going to give, do whatever you want with it, that's another story. She's not giving him a matana. She's saying, I'm going to lend you, not lend you, but I'm going to give you usage of this money over here. So he's got to you know, compensate back to. Now, Hashum. What's the case of Shum? Uh, that she says, Let's get this case clearly as well. Let's say the husband now wants to write a receipt, so to speak, in the Ketubah, that he received certain metal uh, tedim. Stuff that he could use, clothes, uh, you know, uh, furniture, stuff like that. Then, Pohatim. Now, the nature of these items, they devaluate, right? Or prakmatia, or different types of goods. Normally, the people that are at the Simhav, the Hatan, you know, when they make it the Ketuban, they, they're appraising all the stuff. They usually make a higher appraisal than they're really worth. Why? They want to make shalom between the Hatan and Kala. So, you know, if the item is worth... Uh, uh, you know, a thousand, or, or, or let's say the item's worth eight hundred, they add the twenty percent. They, they, they usually up the thing to a thousand, let's say, to, to make the oh, it's a thousand dollars. Now it's an appraisal. So the deed is like this: the chatan does not have to commit himself to pay the price that they appraised. 
because uh, that's already a, a jumped up price. So whatever the number that they appraised, he only commits himself to minus 20%. Wow. So the deen is, Uchnegedashum, who posek pachot chomish. Not because it's appreciated, because they bumped it up. They bumped it up, and therefore he, he, he puts the price. He puts whatever it is. They say, okay, we're going to praise this at a thousand. He writes in the Ketubah, I'll give you eight hundred. Yeah, that's the deal. The Mishnah says that. Look at that she. Who posik pachot chomish? He puts less than a chomish. Lo mibaya de lo mosif. First of all, when it comes to the time, certainly he doesn't have to add. Because these items go down, by the way. They don't go up. They don't appreciate. Ela shepohet. Shimichnisa shum shel elef dinar ukotef het meodzuz. Right? If he bought in a thousand item at appraisal, he puts eight hundred. The Mishnah says that. Shum bemaneh. Now, let's say she brings in an item. They appraise it to a thousand. Veshavemaneh. And that's what it's worth. Meaning they didn't bump it up. That, 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 it's, the item is what it is. So he puts it up. Like she says, Shum bemane, veshave mane, elo ela mane. Hechnisa shum lekabelo alab veshtar ketuva bemane. Which means she bought an asset, let's say, and then the appraisal over there, and it's a thousand. Vehu shave mane beshuk lechol adam. That's what it's worth. Elo lomar tenuli od hamishito. Which means he can come along and say, All right, listen, uh, the rule is the 20% discount, I'm putting 800. That's a case where they made the Shuma in Bet Hatanim, where the custom was to exaggerate the number. Now, he doesn't even add, he doesn't have to add anything either, because the Tosefet 30% was only said by cash. So therefore, the price is the price. So the rule is, don't think it's an automatic. Anytime she brings in an item, he discounts at 20%. It's all the way. There was a shuma in Bet Hatani, where the customer wants to make a little more. Then he got to put the 20% discount. Now the Mishnah continues. Shum bemane, he notenet sheloshim ve'ehad sela ve'dinar. Okay, let's get this case over here. Rashi, shum b'maneh, there's an evaluation, it's an assessment, we'll call it, of a maneh. Okay? He noted it, she has to bring an item that's worth shiloshim ve'ehad sela v'dinar. Basically the case is, she didn't bring the item yet. She's just telling the husband, hey listen, put in the ketubah that, uh, you know, you're going to owe me an item, uh, you know, uh, a thousand. But, 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 but she's telling him the number. I'm going to bring you an item that's worth, let's say, a thousand. Or many. Let's say many, right? And now she brings the item after. She, he, the husband wrote in the ketubah first, which means I am committing myself to give you a uh, many. Okay? So now when she brings the item, the deen of the Mishnah is saying it has to be worth 35. Uh, 31, I should say, Sila'im and a dinar. Where did they get that number? She's saying, write a mané, and then she's got to bring in an item that's worth 31 Sila'im plus a dinar, so that she gives us the calculation. Five lines to the bottom. They tell the husband, 
and she's going to bring you a Shubham Maneh. Now we know the rule. The rule is that he always discounts 20%. So the item that she's going to bring in has got to be 20% more than the Maneh. Understand what you Here they went backwards. Here, but they got to bump it up. Which means she's saying like this, listen, I want the money. I'm bringing an item in. So it's okay, well make sure that item that they're bringing in is going to be a mané plus 20%. Not really though. Right, no, but the bumping up. It's a mané plus the bump up of the 20, so, so it, it fits the equation of what the Ketubah is supposed to be. Now, how is that? Let's say a, a, uh, a mané is 25 sila'im. Okay, so that, that, that's equal. So what they're really adding is six and a quarter uh, sila'im extra, which is the, the 20%, which means, let's say, altogether, uh, it's um, uh, 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 a mane, right? You have one mane. So one mane equals how much? One mane equals 25 uh, silaim. So that would be if it was if it was fair. If it was an equal number. So therefore they have to add. How do they add? It's four uh, silaim per uh, mane. So therefore they add uh, 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 four into 25. And that's uh, uh, six and uh, whatever, six and a quarter. And therefore she adds an additional six and a quarter. So now altogether he's getting, let's say, a uh, hundred and uh, he's getting a mané plus an additional. Right, because that's the quarter. It's six and a quarter. So it's six and a plus a dinar. So therefore that's basically reverse. I repeat again, I want, I'm giving you, put, she's telling you, for, I'm not going to make anything yet. I'm going to bring an item to you, to assess. But just put a thousand, put a money in the ketubah. So he writes, I commit to my <laughs> wife to give you a money. Now the rule is, well, when you're going to bring the item, it's going to be assessed for more than uh, 20%. He, he doesn't want to give a money uh, for an item that's, uh, you know, that's really less, uh, less value. He's writing it based on the fact that they're going to upgrade the number. So you're just saying, she cannot bring in something that's worth the money. Because something that's worth the money is really not worth the money in the assessment. It's really worth less. So now he's going to end up paying more. Now he's paying 20% more than the item's worth. So therefore, they come along and say, you got to raise it. But she's got to bring, it, bring the item and make sure it's worth a money plus. A money plus 20%. Wait, why is he writing first? He committed to write first. He committed to write. She says, I don't have the item. I'm going to write a money. So they're just saying, make sure when you bring the item, it's a mané plus the item, plus the 20%, which is really 25 sila'im plus the six and a quarter extra. That's where the, the fifth is, is more. And uh, that's, how, that's how it works. Now the gives another example. Mishnah, all is doing this, Mishnah is giving us an example of the same equation. Look at the next case. Let's say she brings an item in that they evaluate for 400. Which means that we understood also. Which means, Same case. It was pre, uh, pre-written. She says like this, uh, Write me that you're going to owe me 400. So the Mishnah says, she got to bring in an item that they evaluate for 500. Right? Because that's the 20%, uh, the 20% rule. Alright? Now, Mishnah concludes, Ma shehatan posek, Hu posek, what is this last line of the Mishnah? Again, it's repeating the same formula. That she writes, Let's say they made the Shuma first. They evaluated the Metal Tadim. 
and they brought it into the you know the wedding. Ben shum katan, ben shum gadol. Whatever the evaluation is, who kotev b'star pachot chomish? So the Gemara is going to ask. You told me the same case basically four times. You gave me the rule first. You gave me two examples of the rule, and then you give me the rule at the end. So it's basically four times you're saying the same concept. That what? You just give me different ways. The first way and the last way is talking about where the item was presented to the hatan first. The second and third cases we're talking about where it's reverse. Where she says write the number, then they brought the evaluation. What do you need four cases for basically giving me the 20% rule? We'll wait for the Gibra to ask that question. But our Gibra first deals with the first case in the Mishnah. What was the first case in the Mishnah? Guy uh, is getting married. The father-in-law says, you know what? I'm going to give you uh, this amount of money. Then he dies. Now the Yavam comes along and says, you know, I'll take that. No. The father-in-law can say, no, I didn't commit to you. So the Gemara says, a big hadush. Tell Rabbanan. En sarikh lomar, rishon tamid hayakam v'sheni amaharis. Goes without saying it. If, if the guy that he committed to is a tamid hayakam and the Yavam is amaharis, that goes without saying it, that he committed to amaharis. El afilu rishon amaharis v'sheni tamid hayakam. The Hadush of is even if the second guy the Yavam is a Tamil Hakam, Yachol Omar, he can still tell him, Le'achicha iti rotse liten, Lecha i'efshi liten. Say, listen, I wanted to give to your brother, I didn't commit to give to you. Last point the Gemara says, Pascal Achisto elif dinar. Gemara says, Hainu resha. Now, to understand this last piece, just understand the skeleton of our Mishnah. There is repetition in our Mishnah four times. If you just look at the repetition with your own eyes, you'll see it. The first statement of the Mishnah was, Uchneged Hashum Hu Posek Chomish. That's case one. Which means, she brings in an item, he devaluates it a Chomish. That's one time, right? Case number two. Shum which means she told him write a thousand, she got to bring in an item that's worth 31 in the dinar. That's case two. Case three. She tells him write 400, she's got to bring in an item that's worth 500. Case number four, it's the last line of the Mishnah. Hatan posek, which means they bring in the item, they evaluate it, and he's posek in the Kedumah. Minus 20%. So four times you told me basically the same rule. So the Gemara says, Meaning, the subsequent three cases are really codified in, uh, in the case number one. When you told me, When you told me that you, when it's Keneged Hashum, he devaluates 20%. So what do you know these other cases for? So the Gemara says... You need all cases here. And it's teaching us rules here. There's basically uh, four variables over here that have to be dealt with. There's a small shuma. A small item, a cheap item that uh, you don't assess it for so much anyway. And then you have a big item. You have the case where he's evaluating it before he writes the ketubah. That's Shumadideh. Or you have the case 
where it's being evaluated after. Shumadidat. Which means like the case we had in the Mishnah where... <coughs> write it in. Write it in and then bring the item. Yeah. You got the four variables? Yes, mm-hmm. Cheap, expensive, that's the price. And then you got his and hers. Now, basically what the Mishnah is going to teach me, you need all the four cases to tell me that it doesn't matter if it's before or after... Big or small. So every case is getting a another hadith. Now let's analyze. What do you mean big or small? Because you could argue, well, maybe you only do, maybe they only uh, shumad items that were expensive. So they bumped it up because it's a, a cheap item. What do you bump it? It's a cheap item. Maybe they didn't bump up those items. Kamash malan. They bumped up the small items. They go to reverse. Maybe they only bumped up small items because they got to bump it up to make it look good. But the big item is bumped up. So you, you could argue either way. Kamash malan. Everything is bumped up. This is a cheap one. Now, you also have to teach me as well that not only the assessment is made when the Hatan makes the assessment before he writes in the Ketubah, they add it uh, a 20%. Not only that, but when it's made also after, they also bump it up 20%. In all cases, that's the way they would assess. Don't think only when the Hatan is doing it, the, you know, before the, uh, the Hatuna and the, not the, uh, uh, the Kala. Just like we say the Kala, they bump it up to make uh, Shalom, it's bumped up as well by the Hatan. Therefore, if she says right first, you got to bring in an item that's 20% uh, more based on the value because he's going to bump it up as well. No, in all those cases as well. Now, let's just, uh, for clarity's sake, so you know the skeleton of the Mishnah, that we can read Rashi. Case 1 and 4 are similar. Case 2 and 3 are similar in the Mishnah. Let's see why. Case 1 in the Mishnah says what? Uchneged Hashum. Keneged what they assessed. That means they assessed it first. He writes in the Ketubah minus 20%. Now, let's speak it out. The Mishnah doesn't give us numbers in that case. But we can assume that the numbers in that first case are similar to the numbers that are right before it. The case right before that was where she's bringing in $1,000 cash. Then we said, oh, $1,000, he's got to put $1,500. He's got to add the 30%, right? <coughs> so similarly, if she brought an item that was worth 1000 in Shuma, he commits to her 800 Okay, good. That would be, by the way, considered a Shumar Abba. Okay? Now, that's, and that's a case where it came in first, and then he writes it. Similarly, case number four. When it said at the end of the Mishnah, Shehatan Posik, which means the Hatan is Posik. He sees the item. Now that, we can say it's still about a cheap item. Which means, Hadush is still what? They add the 20% over there on the item, if he writes, minus 20 in the Ketubah. So those two cases of Torah, the item came first, and he's posik. Case 2 and 3, let's review those cases, that was where she says, write a mane, or she says, write 400. She's saying first, do the writing, so he writes, and then they bring the item. So the Mishnah says, you should, again, that's also Rabban Zuta. Suppose you have a small case, the, 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 the mane is the, is, the, is the big case. And the uh, 400 is the big and small. It's also big and small. No, it's also before. Right, big and small. Bahar. Bahar, sorry. Good. And what is it saying? It's saying that what? That when she brings the item in, it's got to be uh, 31 uh, and a dinar, which is 20% more, or it's got to be 500. But both case 2 and 3 are talking about where she's bringing it in after. So basically, you have two cases by him, two cases by her. 
And all the cases, four cases, one is Rabbah and one is Zutah. Let's read that in Nashi. Basically, what the Megibala is saying, give you all four cases. Nashi. Tanashuma Rabbah. The Pachot Chomesh Neshah, the Tanuch Neshum, the Kaya Elif Dinar. The first case, Torah, was the Elif Dinar case. He didn't say it was about the Elif Dinar case, but she's telling us that that case over there, she's bringing in an item that said that they evaluated for a thousand. And he's uh, knocking off 200 because he led the 20% law. So it's 800. So that's a Rabbah case. That's a Rabbah by him. Where the item came in first. Okay, that's that, that, the that's Zuta case, right? Where she comes along and says, Right in Maneh. Maybe you'll think that one. Maybe they only upgrade, they only evaluate high items, they up the price. Or you could argue and say, oh, maybe small items are cheap, they elevate it, so it doesn't look cheap. So you need both. You need to tell me Shuma Zuta and Shuma Rabba. Once you're telling me that numbers don't make a difference, now you just have to tell me both sides. You have to tell me the law applies whether it comes in first or whether it came in after. That's she. Tana Shuma Dide. Or actually that's Dida. Vektani Shuma Dide. Meaning, Heka Diktani Hatan Posek. Like the last, like case number four and case number one. Shuma Dide. Kegon Shiikh Nisa Kodemashum. She brought the item in first. And he evaluates it Because that came first The Hadush is That even when he's evaluating Don't think only when her side is doing the evaluating Even when he does the evaluating He adds 20% to the number Meaning he wrote for now, right? Uh, relatives are doing the uh, evaluation. Good. And therefore, the Hadush over there is what? They're also going to add the 20%, whether it's a big one or a small one. And therefore, he's got to write 20% less. Good. So basically, the four cases. Continues. Pascal hachnis lo kesafim salaa naase shisha dinarim, which means let's say she accepts upon herself to bring into the marriage uh, a sela. Now a sela is four dinarim, but we learned in the previous mishnah that any time she brings in cash into the marriage, he has to add thirty percent to the uh, price when he puts it in the ketubah. When well, yesterday's Mishnah learned, or the Amud Vishon's Mishnah said, if you put in, she puts in a thousand, he's got to uh, put against it fifteen hundred. So now the Mishnah says, if she brings in a sela, nasa shisha dinarim, because normally a sela is four dinarim. So he adds uh, the thirty percent, so it turns into six dinarim. The Gemara is going to ask, what do you need to tell me another case? Basically, we codified this rule in the last Mishnah. Hechatan mekabel alav asara dinarim lekupa. Lechol mane umane. Nuru. The Hatan accepts upon himself ten dinarim for the kupa. Kupalu means the box. The Gemara is going to say that's referring to besamim. To pay for her makeup, besamim, and different type of things like that. He commits ten uh, dinarim for every mane that she brings into the marriage. So that's the equation. Every mane she brings in, he commits ten dinarim. 
Rabban Shimon Gamliel Omer, I call Kmenhagim Medina. He goes, no, it's not a fixed price. It's all according to the Menhag of the Medina. That she says, Likupa, Begemara Mefaresh, Shiyeten la Asara Zuz, Lechon Maneo Meneshim, Vialo, Viknu la Mem Besamim, Lechotzpaim. Like uh, different uh, uh, perfumes and things like that. But Tamrukan Nashim. It's like a cosmetics. Sheken, Shiarusha Ishami Vale Baalam Maneh. They made a calculation that a lady that brings in a maneh, the Uyayli Besamim Shil Asarazuz. Now, Velo Prestub Mishnah in the Chol Yom, in the Chol Shabbat, in the Chol Chodesh, in the Chol Shana. The Mishnah leaves out a lot of information. When do you pay it? How, is it recurring? Is this once a, once a marriage? So Gibran will explain the, some of those details when we get to it. Comes Gibran says, posek, mane. What do you tell me that when she brings in a sela that he's got to write six dinanim against it? That's the first mishnah. That's the case of that she brings in a thousand and he has to write fifteen mane against it. Fifteen mane is fifteen hundred uh, dinar. So therefore, it's the same uh, same law. So the Mishnah, the Mishnah had to bring us big business and small business, which means they had to bring in a case where she's bringing in a lot of money, and they had to bring us a case like our Mishnah where she's bringing in a little money. And you need both cases. Veslicha. The Tana Eskaraba, like the first Mishnah where she wasn't a thousand. Eskaraba means a lot of money. Dinafish Tavcha. A lot of money makes a lot of money. And therefore that's why he commits to write. 1500 he is 30% because he's getting a nice investment uh, money. He's getting a nice uh, principal <laughs> to play with. But Askazuta, small uh, money that she's bringing in, like this Mishnah, how much money can he make from such things? So maybe you might think that he doesn't add the 30%. I'll go the other way. If you tell me Askazuta, I'll tell you the Zutar Ziyuna, the Torah and the risk is much less on a small uh, principle. And therefore, uh, he's willing to spend it and take the gamble, because even if he loses it, it's not that much money, so therefore it's more usable, we'll call, based on the small amount. There's less effort investing it, and there's less risk investing it. So in that case, you might think, he has to add the 30%. Meaning there's great toil, and great risk, because now you can lose the whole thing. So therefore, you might think he doesn't, it's, it's less uh, advantage, advantageous to him, therefore he might not add the 30%. Mm-hmm. No, indeed, he added the 30% in that case as well. So we said the hatan, except upon himself, 10 dinar for every mane that she brings into the kupa, to the kutubah. Uh, My kupa, what is this kupa that we're talking about, this box? Amar of Ashik kupa shil besamim. That all this was talking about the ladies of Yerushalayim. Why? That she says, That was the Menag. In Yerushalayim, the ladies just term, go with the Besamim. And Tuzavot comes along and says, We learned the Masechet Yoma, that the ladies, the Kalot in Yerushalayim, did not have to put on Besamim, because the smell of the Ketoret was so potent, that uh, everybody had the fragrance of the uh, Ketoret. So what do you tell me now about Dafka, the ladies in Yerushalayim? I thought they, were, uh, they don't need Besamim. So Tosfor answers, you're right, it's not talking about Besamim per se, it's talking about different types of oils in order to make their body and their skin smooth and to remove the hair. Ba'er of Asheh. Okay, now of Asheh comes along and asks a question. Bemaneh nishum or bemaneh mitkabel. Okay, we know, let's say a lady brings in uh, a thousand. Okay? 
So let's say she brought in a thousand. He evaluates it for fifteen hundred. Right? That's the that's the rules. So we want to know when you said mane, which side of the mane? On what she actually brought in, or according to the evaluation, which means that it's thirty percent more. Which means when you say for every mane she brings into the marriage, he's got to give her ten dinarim of for the kupa for the misamim. On which side? Whose side? On what she brought in? That's the mane mitkaveh. That's what he was, he received. Or mane nishom. Or is it on the shuma, uh, which means what they uh, what they upgraded? Look at that. See the way he lands the question. The mane nishom. Or the mane mitkaveh. Hi, lechol mane mane dekamad is one of shuma kamar. Actually, right, is, is it the price, we'll say it like this, is it the price that they, let's talk about Kelim, let me talk about money, because she's bringing me the fifth, so the fifth is by uh, Kelim, so is it um, the price that uh, they evaluate it, so when they evaluate they add 20%, so that considered she's bringing in 20% more, or according to what he evaluates it for, which is what? Minus 20%. That's the question of the Gemara. That's the Nishom. That's her evaluation, which is add 20%. Or Bemanamit Kabel, what he receives it for, minus 20%. So the Gemara asks questions. Interesting about Bemanamit Kabel. Good. If you want to explain according to what, what he receives it as, meaning minus 20%, Yom Rishon or Kol Yom Vayom. When does she get the money? The first day of the marriage, does he pay her out? Or is it every day? And if you want to say, no, he pays it every day. Is it just the first week every day he pays her? Or every week? Well, if you say, oh, he pays her every week. It's a weekly payment. Um, or it's every day, every week. Is this the first month or every month? So the Gemara says, "Tiku." And Tosfos says, "What? It's, it's coming out what? No, we have a have a minute. Why you going to pay her every single day this amount? You'll run out of money. Now you just pay all this money. Eventually, there's not going to be anything left." So Tosfos says, "No, no. It's a lump sum, meaning you calculate how much money did she bring, how much money money did she bring in, and then over the course of the marriage, you pay her this money for the kupa." So the question was, "Do you give it to her in one one shot?" Or are you able to divide it e- equally, uh, you know, across the uh, the marriage? Look at the Tosfot. The Yom Rishon or the Chol Yom Vayom. Harbet Temihot Elu Abayot. A lot of problems with these questions. A lot of questions on the questions. The Im Yitenna LeOlam Ked Masik LeChol Shana VeShana Eser Dira LeChol Mane Umane LeYom Kama BeMera Yichle Oto Amamon. The money's going to run out based on the way the Gemara is saying. Every day, every month, every year. And she puts in her savings, uh, you know, until it runs out. And then if uh, you give her that, and then of course you support her with the, the jewelry and stuff like that. That's that's a side uh, side payment. Or maybe you divide it up. To give it uh, on a daily basis. So the question is, who's who's holding the money? That's the basic uh, question. Is, is the husband holding the money and he divides it in smaller increments, or is she getting it in uh, you know uh, one uh, one shot? Gemara is it to say he atiku? Amar ibidamar rab maaseh bebitosh nakdimon ben gorion. As we learned the maseret ta'anit nakdimon ben gorion was one of the wealthy men of Yerushalayim. So it was a story with his daughter. She passed kula hakamim. Arba me'od ze'ubim le'kupa 
של בסמים לבו ביום. The rabbis will posek that she gets 400 זהובים for the 400 זהובים for the kupa for the בסמים for that day. אמרה להם, כך תפסקו לבנותיכם. So she said to them, your daughters should also get the same amount. וענו אחריה, אמן. And they answered after her, אמן. Now, a few questions over here. In the last Gemara, when this happened with the daughter of Nakdimon Ben-Gurion, we said that they gave her a certain amount of mezonot, and she came, which was an exorbitant amount, and she came along and said that, hey, this should happen to you, when your daughters need the mezonot. And the rabbis did not answer amen in that case. Over here, the rabbis answer amen. So what's the difference? The Baal Tosfot says, Lema'ala lo'anu ahari amen. Shelo haya ba'ala hai. So over there, we said she was a shumerit yabam. Aval kan shaya hai, anu ahari amen. U ba'ala etila chiyushit v'sikula. Which is over here, the husband was still alive. So they were writing the ketubah. So during the ketubah payment, the husband, you know, told the rabbis, this is what he wants to give for the, or the rabbis told the husband, this is what she, you know, she has to get for a bisamim factor. So when she told them, you know, your daughter should get such a thing. Okay, good, your daughter should get married and get such a big amount of payment for the bisamim. That's a beracha. So she had no problem to answer him. And the Tosfot before that says, Afapish lefi hashbona ketubah ketubata elif alafim dinre zahav. We know what our ketubah was written. Because wow. the Gemara is going to say how much our ketubah was. It was elef alafim dinre zahab hayalim lefsok yotel lefi hazman asidiral lemaneh. Kevan shelo aitas lecha yotel lopaskula. Which is based on the exorbitant number that was in the ketubah that she brought into the marriage. So therefore he should have obligated himself much more than uh, 400 uh, zahab. Because based on how much maneh she brings in, that's how many dinarim he's got to give back. So Tosfot said this is really a lowball number. So Tosfot says that she didn't need any more. You don't just give uh, to waste. That, that, that's what she needed. So therefore they gave her uh, that amount. Which is, it's either uh, the maneh to the dinar ratio that we said in the Mishnah, or you know, if that's uh, too much, what is she going to do? Just give, give her money for nothing? Or you give her according to what she needs. That's the way the Tosfot understands. We see now why the husband died. She's a real. Uh, real okay, uh, well, we're going to see another. We're going to see another reason actually. There was a story of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai once he was uh, riding on a donkey. And he was leaving Yerushalayim. The students were following him. He saw a lady. That she was collecting like uh, barley She was collecting like barley Amongst the excrement Of the animals of the Arabs Obviously she was a poverty stricken lady that She was taking these little uh, barley corns That were under the um, excrement By the Arab animals And the lady saw the rabbi So she you know, put the kerchief over her hair She stood in front of him אמרה לו רבי פנסני רבי גמי פנסא אני פנסא אמר לא ביתי מיאת who are you אמרה לו בת נקדימון בן גוריון אני I'm the daughter of נקדימון בן גוריון אמרה ביתי ממונ של בית אביחה hekar halach where's all the money of your father your father was a wealthy man and you just you came after this אמרה לו רבי לא חדין מתלין מתלה don't they give a mashal? Matlin is like moshlin matla, mashal. Don't you know the mashal that the people uh, say? Yerushalayim, what do they say in Jerusalem? Melach mamon hased. They say three words regarding your money. You want to preserve your money? 
You want to salt your money? Which means salting is a preservative. Melach mamon. How do you salt your money? Hasid. You got to give it away. But if you don't give it away, if you don't give the right tzedakah, so then already the principle itself, it, it spoils. So she was really saying her father did not give the tzedakah that he was supposed to give. And the rabbis give a mashal, like when a person, he wants to keep everything, he ends up losing it. Like we said in mashal, with the person has a piece of meat. A piece of meat is five pounds. So not only is it in every refrigeration, so how do you preserve the piece of meat? You salt it. You put a lot of salt on it, so now it becomes uh, preserved, it doesn't spoil but what happens when you put salt on the piece of meat, some of the juice goes out and that becomes small, it shrivels, comes to four and a half pounds. So a guy comes along and says, no, I'm not willing to lose the juice. So he doesn't put any salt. What ends up happening? He loses the entire five. So therefore, you have to be willing to give up the half a pound, so to speak, in order to preserve the four and a half. The same thing when it comes to money. Melach mamon. Salt your money. But how, how do you salt your money? Hasid. You gotta lose some of it, which means you gotta give some out. The Amrila Hesed. And some have a different text. They have Melach Mamon. You wanna sort your money? Hesed. Do Hesed with it, which means do uh, good deeds with the money. Also, oh, the rabbi asks, Veshel Betanich Hechanu. Where did your father lose money? Jesus, it seems our father also was a wealthy man. They got together. And what? They got together and they partnered up, the, like the Mumming Garyom and the uh, father-in-law, and they lost the money together, which means the, both of their money got lost. They, 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 they fished it out of it. We got involved with my father, and uh, the, the luck of my father, well, he lost his money, and I got lost his money as well. I'm the Lord of B. He, he says, Rabbi, Do you remember when you signed my Ketubah? He made the Ketubah for the daughter of Dagdimun. So she's saying, you remember how much money was on both sides of the ketubah? So he tells the students, I remember when I signed the ketubah of this lady, which means it was elef that nagdimon. Put into the ketubah as a nedunya. That's besides what the father-in-law also put in. Like he matched the uh, the funds. There was money on both sides over here. So Gemara says, "Bachar Rabbi Yohanan ben Zakkai." Rabbi Yohanan, when he saw the situation over, he started to cry. The Amar, Ashlechem Israel. How fortunate are you, are Israel? Bezman sheosim litzono shel makom. When you're following the divine will. So nobody's able to have any shrita, any dominion over Christ's name. However, when the Jewish people do not follow the divine will, God puts us under the dominion of an umashifala. She says the Arabs are considered umashifala because they're like Bedouins. They live in tents, they live in the field. Not only in the hands of the low nations. Which means, and they enter the animals of this low nation. Because she was going collecting the barley from under the excrement of the animals of the Arabs. So you see, when the army sale is, is high, they, 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 they control uh, the world. But when they're low and they don't fulfill the uh, mitzvot, they're the lowest. So what is the Rabbi Yohanan saying? Ashrechim Israel. What's Ashrechim? The Ashrechim Israel is only on one side. It means great when we fulfill uh, the Torah mitzvot. That's a great sign that we get, uh, you know, nobody's able to touch us. We're, we're untouchable. 
But the other side of the equation is not so ashlechem. It's not so great. And when we don't follow the divine will, God puts us on the lowest uh, level. So explanation is as follows. That Rabbi Yohanan was trying to say, Ashlechem Yisrael, it's clear that we're the chosen people. Because just like when Am Yisrael has success, nobody has success like Kla Yisrael, so too when we're persecuted and we go down, nobody has persecution like Kla Yisrael. So it's evident that we're being guided by a Kadosh Baruch Hu, which means by other nations you see more like a, a stable uh, existence. You don't see too much fluctuation. But a Kla Yisrael you see, sometimes they're all the way up and sometimes they're all the way down. So you say, God, God is with us. You see, when you follow the Torah and the Mitzvot, it's clear that we're the chosen people, because you see how, how high we, we, we go, we end up at the highest levels. But you see, when we don't follow the Torah and the Mitzvot, it's evident, because it just, we don't just drop, you know, two notches. We go all the way down to the lowest Madrigah. So if anybody wants to know, you know, how our nation is really dependent on the observance of the Torah and the Mitzvot, Borealam gives us a sign. That's what you see, Abraham was blessed two different blessings. One time he was blessed that the, go outside and count the stars. All right, it says, Koi is that your, your children are going to be like the stars. Another time it says, that what, count the, the dirt on the ground, and it says that your ground, your, your children are going to be like the, 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 the afar of the ground. So based on this Gemara, we understand what the Berachah was. We were saying, sometimes your children are going to be high like the stars, but sometimes they're going to be low like the afar. So you say, well, what kind of Berachah is that? So the Berachah is going to be, it's going to be clear. Everybody's going to know that, I mean, something's going on with Christ. They're, they're, they're a special nation, which means the disparity between when they're going to be all the way high and all the way low, it's going to show that, that obviously, Borei Olam is, is, is dealing with them. Which means uh, the Torah and the Mitzvot that they keep brings them to a high mother God, and uh, when they don't keep it, so they go all the way to the low. But the hash, you see this Hashkahal here. You see that the, the nation is being guided not like a regular nation that has like a normal, you know, line that they, they keep basically a little higher, a little lower. The Hamishel is uh, erratic. That already shows us that we're being guided by Kaiser Asri Sachin. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.